When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome once again to Eagles Radio. All thanks to My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au. Paul Bonzer and Jimmy Tumpus with you once again. Tump, how are you going? I'm going okay, thank you, Bonzer. Just how okay are you? tonight, aren't you? Just you're, okay. little, you're a little down. I'm you're a little, a little flat. flat. I think yeah. we're both a little bit flat tonight, but yeah. that's okay. We'll, we'll fire up. We'll talk our way through it and we'll get better uh, as we go through this um, next hour, Bonds. Yes, we've got a couple of fantastic guests. So we've got Chris Simpson from our wheelchair team. Really uh, they've been off to a fly, 3 nil. We are outstanding no at Wheelchair Footy. Yeah, we, we yeah. went actually watched their first all-inaugural game last yeah. year, and it is an exceptional um, sight to see. They're incredible. So we'll speak to uh, Chris and also Dan Menzel. Dan Menzel's on the show tonight. We've been chasing him for, uh, for quite a while. His manager's been giving us a runaround. <laughs> but Dan's on the show tonight. Looking forward to talking to Dan. He's a very hard man to get a hold of. And who's his manager, by the way? Uh, Which one? I think it's him. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a few, I think. Yeah, I think he's got a few. Uh, none of us, will, none of them will talk to him. No, <laughs> that's right. Us, but that's no, right. no, he's he's on. Looking forward to uh, to chatting with Dan. So that'll be after the break, and you can be part of the show too. Give us a call on one 736 or you can text on oh four two seven one five four one double six oh four two seven one five four one double six. Saturday we went down to the Adelaide. Crow- Sorry, Sunday we went down to the Adelaide Crows six. Uh, 10 16 76. We lost to Adelaide 17 14. 116. That's 40 points. Goldie had a fantastic game. Uh, 22 disposals, two goals. Riley Knight was great again. 35 disposals. Dylan Clark liked his game. 28 disposals and a goal um, and a few tackles as well. And some just throwing himself around in the mud at uh, Mornteen <laughs> Kia Oval. Your thoughts on the game, Tom? Um, we haven't reviewed it as yet. Okay. Um, we'll do that tomorrow. Pre-training, um, oh look, it was it, they're they're a really solid outfit and, and coached really well by Mick Godden, who's obviously a former Eagles coach. Um, I welcomed him home as he came in. Yeah, saw him yeah, in the car okay. park. Should have kicked him back well, out. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they were really solid. We actually played quite well, and I think forty points flutters crows um, a little I bit agree. in terms of that yeah. margin. I think we were really competitive, particularly in that first half. Uh, we got back to, I think, our brand of footy. Uh, I think in the second half, we just faded out. And um, their ball movement and offense got hold of us a little bit, and we, we found it really difficult to defend them. So, you know, you had Matt Crouch playing some awesome football. Kieran Strawn, I thought, was really influential throughout the middle. Brett Turner as well played a really solid game. You commented on Zach mm. Taylor's game of first year uh, from the Crows. They had some really outstanding players. And then Lockie Show off halfback was exceptional. So... But like you alluded to there, we had some really solid contributors from our end. I think Goldie played one of his best games I've seen him play in a long time. Yep. Um, so it was, it, was a, it was a solid game for us without getting a victory, obviously. Talk about the conditions of Montaigne <laughs> Kier Oval. Um, hasn't quite recovered from that downpour south game. It looked like it was getting better, but a bit more rain and seems really heavy underfoot. Looks heavy underfoot. Yeah, we had a lot of boys comment post-game how sore they were when we got yeah. to the ground. For recovery yesterday, there were a lot of sore boys, and you can probably attribute that to being around 20-odd as well. But I think the Oval definitely has a factor. 
um, towards that. I think if anyone watched the game, you would have seen the middle be an absolute mud pit. So that wasn't very good fun to run through. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can rectify that next year because it's been a, a slog over the last you know, six to eight weeks. I, I think it was a one-off, that, that yeah. game against South, uh, South Adelaide, and we had so much rain that week, and, and it just killed the oval for the rest of the year, basically. Yeah. So yep. absolutely. not getting any... Uh, you know, need a lot of sun and a bit, bit more heat. It looked good today, actually, when I went oh, past. Okay. Yeah, so fingers crossed the rain stays away. Well, I don't think it's going to. Now, I'm, I met Rory Lehman for a coffee. Uh, not, Why'd you do that? No, no I, I was in the coffee shop, local coffee shop, uh, and... He walked in, okay, um, and he didn't recognise me. But that's no. <laughs> uh, but I had a quick chat to him while we we're waiting for our coffees, yeah. and he gave me a little insight that he was going to be the second ruck. Oh, really? And that he put his hand up to Sheeds, yes. to be the second ruck. He did. Um, your thoughts on that? I didn't mind it. We actually went in with that tactic pre-game, so I know Rory has been onto Sheeds over the last little period of time to to go into the ruck or follow his. He's forward in, think Lee McBean, who's a second ruckman for, for yes. Glenelg. Rory always goes to him when we play Glenelg. So he thought, well, why can't I go um, into the ruck with him as well? And it came to fruition on the weekend. And he actually played quite well uh, and did a, a really solid job. So he played second ruck, which was different, um, but held his own. He was really keen. Yeah, body oath he was. Yeah, he was re- <laughs> like, really looking forward to it. And I said, well, if you get a chance to kick a goal... Then he you know, was I'll talk you up. So I think on Friday night, me and Goldie watched him do some practice um, set shots, and we're laughing at him, mate. What are you doing? He's like, I'm playing ruck this week. I'm like, doesn't matter if you're going to play ruck or not. You're not going to get a set shot on goals. Just go back in the goal square. Start fisting the ball, mate. Um, but it was good to say he actually played really well. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, um, we'll get on to this week's game a bit later, uh, but uh, we'll go through the other grades in the reserves. Um, 6-12-48. We lost to Sturt in the reserve. Sturt are top. They're a very good side. They've had some good battles with Sturt this year, the two. Four of them so far. Yeah. 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 Uh, so 20-point um, loss there. But what I did want to highlight is a couple of our young superstars mm-hmm. coming through. Mateus Filippo kicked three goals and Adam Deloyer, 24 disposals and six clearances. Yeah, we're probably not going to hold on to them for too much longer. I don't think points. so, but... Uh, you know, if things don't work out, they've always got a home. <laughs> That's exactly right. As I know uh, very well um, Eagles will open their arms up post any sort of AFL career. So, But uh, I'm, sure that, that I'm sure the Eagles supporters love to see their young kids playing it at a high level as well. And they, there's some ownership there. Yeah, absolutely there is. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And it is great to see. I, I love seeing kids come through and, and challenge themselves at the higher level. And who knows if they can get a league opportunity by the, by the end of the year, but they keep doing games like that. Um, Blake Hansen actually is another junior who played okay. in the reserve. He was named our best player um, who's uh, uh, from their 18s program as well. So we have some really good youth coming through the, the, the club, as we more often than not always do. Speaking of the under-18s, they lost by 94 points. Um, <laughs> Bailey Arthur, 29 disposals and a goal. And uh, the under-16s had a win. At least so, someone had a win. Over so the, the other six seasons were the only ones to have a win on the weekend. Uh, very unlike our club. Uh, 9-4-58, defeated Sturt, 6-13-49. That's a nine-point victory. Jet Hasting. Now, is this one of the best football names you've ever heard? Jet Hasting, 30 disposals, six clearances, two goals. He's had a good day. That is a, a better name. It's a He's a jet. Isn't it? You would love to have that name. Good on you. And you have, you have to be a good footballer to have that name, don't you? Yeah, well, I, I, I hopefully he plays some... League footy, so I can call his name on the, on the radio. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Jet Hansen, we like you. Hasting. 
Hastings, that too. <laughs> Jet Hastings. Sorry, I got your name wrong, Jet. All right. Uh, this we'll, we'll just touch on this week and and look forward to maybe the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So Sturt are two games ahead of us. Yep. They play us on Saturday night at Montaigne Care, yep. 6.30. Uh, and they've got a bit of percentage on us at the mm-hmm. moment too. which may, may, It's probably about six or seven goals. Yep. So they, we beat Sturt. Sturt have North Adelaide in the last game at Prospect, yep. which is going to be tough for them. Yeah, absolutely. We have South Adelaide in the last game we do. at Norlunga, yep. where we've won quite a few times recently. Yes. Yep. So uh, the finals are definitely not out of the question. No, we, we spoke to this exact point post-game, and, and she'd said the season's not certainly done. We understand we're not in the greatest form, um, but we're mathematically still a, a, a decent chance. So we'll focus on this week. It all relies predominantly on this week, um, first and foremost. Hmm. And if we can get the win, then absolutely we'll go into next week really confident. So we'll put a plan together to beat Sturt on Saturday night. We understand they're in good form, but like you touched on, Bonds, it's it's ex- exciting challenge for us. But the week before that, South Adelaide knocked them off as well. So yep. just like the Eagles have. Yep. So, uh, and look, I, th- I think it's, it's an eight-point game. Yeah, that's right. Probably twelve point game to be honest. Yeah, like it's just it just ne- we just need to win. Mm-hmm. We win that, and then let's bring on the last round and sneak well, into the finals. We win this week. North, you would suggest we go in favourites against Sturt, and and we would probably go in favourites against South Adelaide. So, yeah, it's exciting. It's, I haven't been in this situation before where you you know you're on to the last round and you, it's a toss of the coin where, whether you're going to make it. would be an interesting feeling post-game after that uh, South game if we win this week. Mm. It would be strange. Yeah, because there will there'll also be the margin involved as That's well. That's right, yeah. In the last yeah. game. So you know, it comes down to the last quarter. We need to kick three more goals Jeez. and keep them scoreless. Getting goosebumps already. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> going to be fantastic to watch. The season is not over. And Certainly that's, not. That's the great part. So, uh, yeah, we just um, – we'll just – that's done. We can't – Reverse that result. No, but, we uh, can't. We'll move on pretty quickly. Let's move on, have two wins and sneak into fifth spot. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? be very good. Let's take a break. After the break, we're going to talk to Dan Menzel. We'll have a long chat with him. Um, you got some good questions for Dan coming some up? Some riffing questions coming up for Dan. This is Eagles Radio. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For enormous homes, build a better life. And My Money House, get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Welcome back to Eagles Radio. Paul Bonzer, Jimmy Tumpus with you. Thanks to Incredible Smiles. Are you missing teeth or dentures? See Incredible Smiles today. Now, Tump, we got a text that just came in. We certainly do, and it couldn't be more spot on. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a name to attribute it to. However, if we beat Sturt in the same manner as we did at Unley earlier this year, around 100 to 40, our percentage will be about even with Sturt, which... Is absolutely spot on. Uh, we did a real number on Sturt earlier this year at Unley Oval. It was by far and away our most consistent and best performance of the year. So we'll be looking to replicate that. Absolutely. All right. Thanks to BCE and CJ Electrical, proud partners of the Woodville West Torrens Footy Club. Our special guest tonight is the man up forward leading the Ken Farmer medal. It's Dan Menzel. Dan, welcome to Eagles Radio. Bond, it's good to be here with you and Jimmy. How are you, Dan? Uh, yeah, going well. Actually, not too bad on a Tuesday. What are you up to? Uh, just finished up some one-on-one coaching. So, um, literally just jumped in the car and jumped on with you guys. That's very nice. We tried to get you into the studio, but you're obviously too busy for us. Yeah, it takes me to all parts of the state. There's different jobs and roles I do, so it makes it a bit difficult to um, 
to come into the city sometime. Well, it's an absolute pleasure having you on the show, mate. Nah, look, it's good to join you both. What do you got for me? <laughs> well, let, let's let's start at the start. Let's go back to uh, where your footy started as a kid, and um, and yeah, let's. What, what did you play your junior footy? Yeah, so I grew up uh, in the I guess Golden Grove region. Um, played at Golden Grove Cookaburras from probably under 12s upwards to um, to I sort of got drafted, I guess, and so played out there, uh, and then Central District in the development squads and the under-age system. Uh, and then, obviously, from there, went to Geelong. Mate, you obviously started at Centrals. When did you think it was realistic and, and a real goal for you to, obviously, go to the next level at AFL? I think, for me, it was my year 12 year, which was also my state under-18 season. I probably I was having a decent season in, in uh, when I was in year 12 and played in the state carnival and off the back of the state carnival I, I had a lot of teams talk to me and and then got a manager and they sort of said you're probably going to be drafted because you've got a lot of teams I want to interview so I guess probably three three months out from the draft I had an idea that I was a realistic chance to go. Well you drafted number 17 in 2009 what are your memories of actually being drafted did a phone call come beforehand or or was it televised? Did you know back in 2009? How did it work then? Yeah, it was, um, it was probably only the second year it had, it had actually been televised. So I uh, was at my brother's house. I had my valedictory that night um, for the school I went to, which is King's Baptist. Not many people might not know where that is or what that is. Ray, um, one of Jimmy's good mates, had no idea when I talked <laughs> to him about the other day. Um yeah, we had our valedictory for King's Baptist that night, which coincided with it. So I watched the draft at home. Geelong obviously rang me, got picked up, and then went straight to the uh, Year 12 valedictory. Mate, you played for Geelong. You obviously went over to Sydney, and everyone, I guess, who knows the AFL industry understands the culture that both do. Both those two clubs um, have within their four walls. Can you talk us through your experiences at Geelong and then obviously to Sydney and touch on some of that culture? Yeah, I think that I went to Geelong and they'd won the premiership the, the season prior. So I got there a month after they'd won the premiership. And you walk in and there's obviously some great names in the locker room. I, I looked around, the first people I met was um, Paul Chapman, Cam Mooney, Gary Ablett Jr., Stevie Johnson. So there's a lot of gun players, I guess, that you come in and you get to rub shoulders with, you get to learn off. Um, and I, I guess it probably, for me, it explains... And it gave me an idea into what a professional and an extremely elite environment would be. And um, the standards with those guys were so high at training. There's always so much voice and communication. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's probably something that you take for granted at the time, but it, it instilled and it, it taught me some really good lessons from the age of 18. Um, and it's, I guess, been continued on there for a long time. And then, obviously... Going to Sydney's very much the same thing. Sydney's been known for its culture for such a long time, and it certainly brought all of that. Probably the, the one difference between the two is that a lot of players who played at Sydney came from interstate, and so Sydney's got such a great culture, and that's probably because the playing group's so close. They do so much together. Um, it helps that it's not a traditional football state, so you can go out with each other on. Friday and Saturday nights and no one knows who you are. So you're actually able to 
stay together as a group much more than potentially what a, a Geelong would uh, in a in a one cost town. Do you have a favourite game from your from your AFL games? Is there something that stands out, or maybe a couple of games that stand out for you? Yeah, I think for me, my obviously my most memorable is probably is my comeback game uh, against Collingwood in 2015. Um, that one will always stick with me. I had obviously all my family and friends there and, and what it meant for me to actually come back from being out for 1,450 days. Uh, so that, that's my number one. But I think other moments, uh, I was pretty fortunate to play in some pretty big finishes and pretty big games. Um, a couple of moments to stand out. Zach Tui kicking a goal off the siren against Melbourne in Geelong, we were down with six goals in the last quarter and uh, any time you win after the siren, it's huge. And then the other one, which is probably somewhat famous, is Isaac Smith missing a goal after the siren in the qualifying final against Hawthorne. And ironically, he's now at Geelong. That's one that, um, yeah, is definitely front of mind as well. Mate, you touched on your injury there. And obviously, it set you back throughout your time. Uh, but it has pushed you on to something that you're doing from a business perspective now. I would love to get your thoughts on, obviously, your time being injured at, at Geelong, but then what it sort of taught you and the lessons that you you now imply and, and help uh, with other people. Yeah, it's um, it's one that you certainly don't wish for anyone or on anyone at the time, and it's a, it's a real battle and a real struggle. And for me, I was only uh, 18 or 19 when I first did my uh, ACL, and so to then have reoccurring ACLs over a space of four years, it, it matures you pretty quickly. It helps you grow up pretty quickly. I was I was probably a pretty immature 19-year-old, as I guess most people probably are. And I guess um, it learned, I learned adversity through that and how to overcome that and your mindset and perspective with things. And it's something that um, I probably didn't deal with it that well at the time, but certainly in my last rehab, I'd learned a lot from it and, and have since from there tried to pass on and help others that go through setbacks, whether it be injury-related or, or just general life, um, because I think a lot of the principles are similar, and that's where I started my business, MTMF, Mental Toughness, Mental Fortitude, and, and run resilience sessions through that with different organisations now. So it's something that uh, at the time I certainly didn't want, but I've, I've tried to find the positives out of it all and, and um, pass on the learnings that I've got from it. Yeah, fantastic. The the fact that you've turned <clears throat> you've turned adversity into something positive, I think everyone can take something from that. Um, I want to ask about how you got to the Eagles, because obviously you you and your brother, you and Troy, are out there at Centrals had a season out there, and then all of a sudden, uh, a shock to the sample world, uh, the two bros are moving to Oval Avenue. How did it all come about? I like it, Bonds. We've been going for 10 minutes now. You're starting to really... <laughs> we'll just let you get comfortable want, first before I, we smash it. I want a real story as well. Yeah, we don't want the edited version. Yeah, look, um, I've been asked this a few times in the past and probably haven't given too many details around it. Um, but now that we've, uh, I guess, played a season, won a flag since, it's definitely justified. Um, <laughs> so... I think that, yeah, what, what happened was um, we, Troy and I, were obviously at Central District at the time. It was my first season outside of the AFL. And I came back from Sydney. Jeff Andrews was the newly appointed coach. Uh, he sort of said to me, um, have you got interest in coaching, everything else? And I, I said, yeah, I, I probably do. 
Um, I want to try and develop my, my game, try and develop as much as I can with a goal, to be honest, to get picked up in the mid-season draft um, six months later because I spoke with a few clubs and I finished in Sydney and they basically said to me, um, we probably would have you on, but the injury history is too much and so we need to see you get a body of work together when it's a pre-season and if you're playing well enough in the, uh, throughout the year, then we'll definitely have a, have a goal here in the mid-season draft. So that was initially my thoughts and then we got to February, I guess, and or January and COVID hit. And so all of a sudden, season got postponed. The mid-season draft was null and void. It was gone. So for me, things changed pretty quickly. And it went to being, all right, let's just play this year and, and see how things pan out. Unfortunately, I, in the first session back from the uh, COVID layoff of a couple of months, um, a player stood on my foot and I tore my Liz Frank um, and was effectively, well... I was I should have been out for the year, but I got misdiagnosed. I ended up training for the next eight weeks. Played the first game at Adelaide Oval and basically couldn't walk. And so went and saw a surgeon. He said, mate, it's really bad. You might not actually play again. So I had to have a couple of surgeries around that and just focused on coaching for the rest of the year. And so did that for the rest of the year. Um, then we obviously had an interesting year. Won a few games. Beat the Eagles in the last round of the year. who we went on to win the flag. And then um, Jeff, the coach, got sacked. And so I, I was probably the only one who's privy to both the players and the coaches because I was obviously in every single coach's meeting being a coach, but also being a player. And what happened from that was um, it was a bit of a debacle. Um, there was uncertainty around a lot of things. And so I just said to the club, and so did Troy, where are we heading? Who are we looking at recruiting? Who are we bringing in as a coach? What direction are we going in? And there's a lot of answers that we couldn't get, which was disappointing. And that's where sort of egos, Eagles came in. And um, I guess for me, I'd learned that, okay, I might not be getting back into the AFL. The work and employment is going to be more important than playing at the moment. And that's where the Eagles, through David Kuzner and other really good people at the club, um, put me into some great contacts and some great pathways. And it's something that I went back to Central and they basically couldn't offer anything with. And that, that was my decision around it. And... Troy was very much similar. So that sort of gave us an answer in terms of what directions the clubs were heading. And that's why we made the decision to move. And with the hope, I guess, uh, of success. And that ended up being a bonus. Mate, a flag later and close to 100 goals uh, later. I think uh, everyone from an Eagles point of view was pretty happy with it. However, you've missed a, a seriously integral part of that story in one Matt Knight. Uh, and I want to know how he uh, jumps into this story um, because from all reports, you guys are the steak knives and, and he is the Paddy Dangerfield to this absolutely boom recruit. That is, uh, couldn't be more spot on. You're right, I did leave um, He just, he finds his way, he finds a way to weasel himself into everything. <laughs> no, I don't know. So, um, yeah, look, he... Um, He'll, he'll forever tell the story when he's had a few beers to put some mail on it as well, that he was the one who initiated the talks with Coach Jay Cheedy. Um, and so um, he was sort of talking and said that, yeah, we might be interested in potentially looking at other options. And that's when, I guess, she then sort of got in contact with us and was like, is it going to be serious? Um, so, yeah, not, I guess, you could say is the 100% reason why we're at the club, uh, <laughs> which... Uh, which he loves to, to tell people until it's a central person, then he quickly backed out of that. <laughs> oh, 
we, we, we're going to have him on the show, but the show only goes for an hour. So, that's true. Uh, that's yeah. true. Um, here's a question from NIDA uh, <laughs> while, we're on, while we're on the topic. Um, one from NIDA. Uh, how many people's lives do you control, Dan? <laughs> Too many. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, uh, I'm in a couple of different businesses with obviously my own one being pretty busy and having to spend a bit of time on that. So I get frustrated at times, I guess, when I'm in other businesses as just a partner or a helper and I end up having to run them because the people running them aren't competent. But, um, yeah, night is not great when it comes to organisation. So I have to continually, day in, day out, just remind him with things that we're trying to get done. Um, my girlfriend, lovely girlfriend, Ashley, she's actually, through COVID, started up her own uh, art business where she does um, canvases um, and... She also, being the artist, loves the, um, I guess, practical side of making it, but she's not great when it comes to actually trying to deliver her paintings to people that have bought them and everything else. So there's another element that I sort of have to take on. So it is too many different roles uh, to answer that question. <laughs> Mate, let's let's talk about this season and, and you in particular from a footy standpoint. How have you seen your season so far? We've seen leading the Ken Farmer, which I know you're completely aware of, 11 goals ahead of Lockie Hosey um, with 47. How have you seen your season so far? And then obviously I want you to touch on um, the club as well. Yeah, sure. So I think for me, um, I've been really pleased with the consistency of being able to play each week. Uh, it's something I haven't really done a lot in my career. So being able to back up each week has been huge for me. Um, and I guess... Yeah, it's been, I mean, I'm happy with my season. It's been one where um, we've probably, we've had an indifferent season as a team, obviously, in comparison to the success of the last two years. And um, you, you're going to get, you get good defenders in the sample. Like, the sample is more than likely the second best comp outside the AFL. So you've got to expect attention and you've got to work through it. And that's something I've really enjoyed the challenge of this season. Um I was probably really happy with it up until maybe two or three weeks ago and haven't got a kick since. But um, it's one that, I guess, for a team's sake, um, we have had, and I guess you, you probably forget this, and I certainly just have to remind myself this at times when you get frustrated, that we've had such a turnover in the side that's played over the last two seasons um, that there's going to be, uh, I guess, growth periods. There's going to be frustrations. And I think that's basically sums up our season. We've been consistent throughout the year. We've unfortunately, and, and the reality of it is we've had a lot of injuries to a lot of good players. Uh, and I think that it probably gets um, undervalued that the fact of a Clay Cameron, a, a Connor Balland and Troy Menzel yourself not being on the park a lot of, a lot of the season, um, that certainly impacts the team by more than what people, I guess, appreciate or, or think. And so I think that's been the other thing. We've played a lot of kids this year. So the cohesiveness hasn't necessarily been there. And we've been patchy, to be honest. Our best has been good, but our worst has been has been far from it. All right. Uh, you're leading out from the goal square. Who do you want in the club? Who do you want to kick you the ball? Oh, this is a loaded question. Um, who do I want to kick me the ball? Um, well, we're battling a little bit with our ball movement at the moment, Bond, so I'm not sure. But no, what I'll go with is um, there's a couple of different ones. Um Hang on a second, you might be able to hear that in the background. But um, uh, a couple of different ones. Connor Ballenden's a really nice kick when he when he kicks through the footy. He's one who can put it anywhere. So right. I do I love it when Ballas gets the ball, and hopefully he'll be back this week, and I'll be able to 
end up on the end of his, a uh, couple of his kicks. Um, Jimmy, when he's out in space, is a great kick. Um, and so I, I, if I was at Adelaide Oval, I'd almost say to him. Um, and then I do like it when Troy's got the footy because I think we're on the same wavelength. And so he knows where to put the ball. Um, and so they're a couple of our better kicks. Unfortunately, we've lost a few, to be honest. Zane Williams was a beautiful kick. He's obviously gone. Tyson Stengel as well. But I guess if you're a, you're a good player, then you probably go to the next level, which has hurt us a bit this year too. It definitely wasn't loaded question, mate. And if you didn't say my name, then I would have been absolutely fuming and would would not yeah, have kicked you the footy this week. So I'm glad I uh, kicked that one off then. <laughs> mate, talk about Sheeds and your relationship with him and, and what's made him a really successful coach over the last 18 months. Obviously, we had a really successful campaign last year and this year has been challenging. How have you assessed Sheeds as a coach? Yeah, I think that... Um... I was asked this a little bit last year um, when we obviously won the Premiership and he's had some really good success at obviously amateur league and then sample level. Um, I think he's a really balanced coach. I think that's extremely important. A lot of coaches struggle with the balance. I think they're either really good tactically um, and have some good nows around the game and knowledge, but they might lack in terms of the emotional side and actually understanding how players operate. And then others maybe are really good at that, but then they, they aren't as good in terms of... Um, in terms of getting their team to play the way they want. So I think that's something that Sheeds has a really good balance on our two of his strengths, that understanding people, but also um, knowing how he wants his side to play. And I think we've implemented that really well over the last couple of seasons. Um, but in saying that, I think it's been a really good growth season for him this year with a completely different side, um, completely different look. And it's really challenged, I guess, the way we've played. So I think being able to adapt is something that he is uh, really good at and it's going to put him in a really good position to help us grow for the rest of this year and obviously into next season. Hey, Dan, thanks for coming on tonight. We've run out of time. We've got to take a break, but uh, really appreciate you giving us your time and uh, just go on and kick it a few more bags uh, in the last few games and uh, wrap that Ken Farm medal around your neck, mate. Thanks a lot for joining us. No, thanks, guys. It's good to finally get on with you. <laughs> thanks, Dan. Dan Menzel there, all thanks to BCE and CJ Electrical for all your electrical needs. Great supporters of the Woodville West Torrance Footy Club for more than 10 years. And this is Eagles Radio for incredible smiles. For a more permanent fix for missing teeth or dentures, see incrediblesmiles.com.au. We'll take a break and we'll be right back after this. We're running a little bit late. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For enormous homes, build a better life. And My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Eagles Radio on a Tuesday night uh, live from Studio Lumo, number one King William Street. Bonds and Tomp with you. All thanks to Normous Homes, building a better life. You can be part of the show too. Text in 0427 154 Now, Tomp, we have got um, the captain Co-captain, absolutely. Co-captain of our, yes. our wheelchair team, Chris Simpson, on the line. And we're going to talk him about our wheelchair team and how it all works. You know, I'm really interested. Chris, welcome to Eagles Radio. Thank you very much for having me. Great to be here. Now, you are a co-captain of the, of the wheelchair team. Tell us, firstly, how you got involved. Yes, yeah, certainly. So, uh, I got involved in wheelchair football back in 2015, um, my son Nathan has uh, cerebral palsy, um, so he was getting involved in wheelchair footy through the former Disability Recreation Sports SA body, 
uh, they were running some come and try sessions for wheelchair football um, in Adelaide. Um, initially, I just went along just to watch my son play and have a bit of fun and uh, ended up getting involved and playing the sport alongside of him. Mate, Chris, I've been there and watched a couple of your games and, and I was lucky enough to actually give it a crack before the season last year started. And I was in awe of how difficult it actually is. Like, I, full respect to you guys um, for actually competing. And it is bloody tough bonds. They crack into it, cricket themselves really, really difficult. Mate, how do you find the game? What are the biggest challenges for you? Oh, look, I, I love the game. Um, for me, I guess if I can just talk a little bit about the players that are involved... Um, the sport is very inclusive and you know, it's open to players that have a disability, uh, physical impairment or someone like myself that is an able-bodied player. Um, for me, I guess at my age, uh, I'm, I'm middle-aged, but it's, it's providing me with an outlet to play competitive sport in a team environment, which I otherwise don't really get to do it to, you know, in my 50s. Um, and to be able to play alongside of my son is, is an added bonus. Um, but I guess everybody's got their own challenges as well, depending on their ability or disability. Um, yeah, but for me, it's just, just a great outlet to um, play in a team environment. Where do, where do you play? And tell us a bit about some of the rules in wheelchair footy. Certainly. So um, I, I myself play uh, a defensive role. Um, so wheelchair football is played on a basketball court, which is divided into three zones. So we have a defensive zone, centre zone and your forward zone. Uh, each team can field a maximum of five players on the court at one time. So you have two defenders, uh, one centre and two forwards. Uh, the players wear a coloured wristband to identify their position on court. So defenders wear a red wristband, uh, the centre yellow and the two forwards green. Uh, as a defender, I can travel in the defensive zone and centre zone of the court, but I can't travel into the forward zone. Uh, likewise with the forwards, they can travel in their forward zone up into the centre zone, but they can't cross into the defensive zone. And the centre player can travel the whole court. Uh, the two forwards are the only players who are allowed to score. Uh, so the court right. is set up with uh, regulation. You know, you've got your goal, po uh, goal posts and point posts. So scoring is the same as um, regular footy, six points for a goal, uh, one point um, as per normal. Um, the rules themselves, you, um, a, a kick has been replaced by a handball um, and a hand pass has been replaced with a one-handed underarm throw. Um, for a, a mark to be deemed legal, the handball must have travelled at least three metres. Uh, a player can push, if you've got possession of the ball, um, you can have up to three pushes of your sports chair. You can either bounce the ball or tap the ball once on your wheel. You can have up to another three pushes, but then you must dispose of the ball. If you have had prior opportunity to dispose of the ball and the opposition touch you and you haven't got rid of it, it's holding the ball. If you've just taken possession of the ball and you get touched, you've got up to three seconds to dispose of the ball before it's called holding the ball. Very good. And Chris, I've obviously seen you play and, and I know you're going to be humble in this answer, but you are one of the stars of our, our team. How have you viewed your season personally so far and obviously a 3-0 start to the season? Um, how have you viewed the team's season? And then who's your biggest threat this year? 
Okay. Yeah, look, as a team, um, really, really happy with uh, the team that we've got. Uh, we have great depth across the court this year. We, we've brought some new players into the team, uh, which has given us a lot more balance across the court in all positions. Um, you know, very, very proud of everyone that's involved. Uh, and I've also got to mention, um, we uh, welcomed our first female player, Belinda Rutherford, to the oh, team awesome. this year. Brilliant. Uh, that was one of our goals this year, to, to introduce a female player to the, the team. Um, and, of course, the other goal is to, to reach the grand final. Um, our biggest threat this year would be Sturt. Uh, Sturt went through last season undefeated, uh, won the grand final. They are a, a fantastic team, a great footy club, a lot of respect uh, towards them. Um, yeah, we're really proud that we've started this season 3-0. Um, last year, we didn't string two wins together. You know, it would be a win, a loss, a win, a loss. So to have three in a row to start this year is fantastic. Uh, and that, that included a, a two-point win against Sturt um, Wednesday uh, fortnight ago. Uh, and that was a cracker of a game. Yeah, so um, we, we've got another game this Friday night against Central Districts, and then we take on Sturt Sunday afternoon. So really looking forward to that. It, it'll be a fantastic game. All right, fantastic, mate. We really appreciate your time. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to get out and look at our wheelchair team, uh, make sure you do. And, uh, yeah, we wish you best of luck for the season, and uh, I'm sure you're on your way to your first grand final. Hope so, yeah. We want to do the Eagles proud, and we would love to... Uh, to win the first, uh, well, win the Eagles their first wheelchair premiership. That would be fantastic. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your support. Chris Simpson there from the wheelchair Absolute team. Jesus speaks well, and, and, and it sounds good. I love the way that a bounce can be just touching the footy on your wheel. Yeah. And yeah. It's brilliant. And honestly, if you go watch him, Chris in particular is the most inclusive person and the best leader. And I think we're very lucky to have him as one of our captains. So, uh, honored to have him on. We'll take a break and we'll come up and wrap it all up. We'll look at some injuries and uh, the club news coming up after the break on Eagles Radio. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For enormous homes, build a better life and My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Welcome back and thanks for joining us on Eagles Radio. Good to have your company, Paul Bonzer and Jimmy Tumpus with you. All thanks to Kirk Bright Seafood. From the ocean to them, to you. And now for our good friends at Good Life Health Clubs. Good Life Health Clubs start feeling good. Uh, we're going to look at the injury list. Uh, Joey Sinor, he'll play, won't he? I would say the stitches out? Yeah, I think he hand. met the surgeon. Or he's meeting the surgeon tomorrow. I think the right. doc gave him the all clear over the weekend. He's been itching to go. I think he didn't like watching that game over the weekend and we Definitely could have used him through the midfield. So I would suggest he's a good chance to play. And men's uh, sort of gave something away there. He reckons Connor Ballenden should be right this week too. I think he's in the, a similar vein as long as he gets through main training tomorrow night. He was humming at training at Woody Oval last night. So he'll train fully tomorrow and he'll be a, a ripping one to get back as well. How about Clay Cameron? You close I reckon to? he's probably one to two. I reckon right. he'll play against... We've got South Adelaide. South Adelaide um, so, and he's been actually moving really well. It looks like he probably could have been playing the last couple of weeks, but because he's had a lot of soft tissue um, history, particularly over the last 18 months, um, we'll give him a bit of extra time, but he should be a good chance next week. And did Jesse Lonigan twing a hammy? He did, yeah. That. Yeah, he did. Um, I, I actually missed it as well when it actually happened until I got on the bench in the last quarter and saw him icing up. And, and it's just another one for Jesse, and I really feel for him. 
after you know the last eight years of his soft tissue history, yep. he's had another one. So I'm not sure the severity of it. Um, I'll probably find that out tomorrow. But yeah, I would suggest his season's probably over from a home and away point of view. All right, that's the injury report for Good Life Health Club. Start your health, a uh, good life. Start feeling good with your five day free trial at Good Life Health, health Clubs. That's not easy to say, Tom. Good <laughs> I think Life I think he's made Health Clubs. Dot com dot We got there. All right, big screen video. Uh, Brand new partner of the Eagles Footy Club and a partner of Eagles Radio. They're bringing us the update about what's happening around the club. Uh, bringing spaces to life, big screen video. This Saturday night, that's what's happening. We have it's to beat Sturt. Saturday night, 6.30 at uh, Montaigne Kia Oval. Our first Saturday night game? I know we played Second, Crows. I think. Yeah, was that a Saturday as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Twilight, I, that was. Yeah, yeah, my first night game at Woodville over... Oval from a senior's standpoint. So it'll be interesting playing under the lights there, but I can't bloody wait. Um, it's going to be a fierce contest. And um, yeah, we spoke to no Paddy Wilson as well at Sturt. So that's obviously not a nice win for any opposition that plays Sturt. He's obviously a super player, um, but it's going to be a, a fierce contest and an absolute must win for us. Yeah, I think they've lost Joel Tealy a few weeks ago as well, um, but they did get Tom Lewis back on the weekend, which helps him out a little bit, but yep. uh, he'll be a bit rusty. Yeah, I mean, up. first game back in yeah. Yeah, 10, 12 weeks, and particularly the injury he had, mm. it was quite severe. I know Jack O'Mead had it at, at Port Adelaide last year, and it took him a few weeks to feel that confidence back. So they've thrust him back into the midfield, and he's a super player, as we all know. Um, but, yeah, it'll take him a couple of weeks to get back up to scratch. Don't forget the Eagles catch cash lottery tickets online. Go into the running for the My Money House kick at halftime. Kick for cash. This is your last opportunity. I don't know if we're going to have kick cash, kick for cash if the oval's not. Uh, it's a bit money they don't do it. So don't want anyone to get injured or fall over in the mud or whatever. But uh, don't forget to buy your tickets online. $10,000 cash in the Eagles lottery. Nailed that. You nailed yeah. that. We've, we've got through, Tom. We've done pretty well. I think both both you and I deserve a big pat on the back. I think you deserve it. Do you want to run us through what you did no, Saturday? No, no, please, no, that's please right. do it. No, no, no. Well, it was an I, I exceptional gone, effort. I might have gone from the sample, got the late call-up to do the AFL, got the late call-up to host the Commonwealth Games from... Uh, so I was sitting in here by myself on Saturday night. To, run us from, through the times of... of uh, so I started at 1.30 in the afternoon and finished at 2.30 a.m. on Saturday night. And then, of course, come out and called the game... And I'm Sunday. sure did a superb job. Big screen video. They're bringing sporting clubs to life. Uh, we've got about a minute to go, Tomp. Um, you just got to win. Yeah, we do. On Saturday night. So get there and support the boys. Yes, yeah. As many supporters <laughs> as possible. I mean, it's going to be an entertaining clash. Um, Sturda, like you said, in, in okay form. We're in okay form. Unfortunately, we can't get a, a win on the board. But... Yeah, it's it's super critical, and these are the games the player you really want to play in. So I can't can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, and you know what else, mate? Is next week's our last show for the year? Oh, is it really? Yeah, we got to go big. Do we go to the top? Get Who's the CEO? The top? No, he's he, you got to go he bigger. Was, he was a co-host and absolutely butchered it for six weeks, <laughs> so we don't want him again. <laughs> We'll talk about his real job, not just not the host, about what's happening at the club and oh, if we want to go how to the much top, he's going to pay you next year. Christine Williams is the top. Blue right. power sits below we'll, we'll have We'll have massive guests on our, <laughs> on our uh, last show next uh, next week, so make sure you're tuning in. Hey, thanks for listening, and um, Tom, it's been fantastic. Always is with you, Bonds.